to the music all the way home. Uh, 947 Drive with Tando. One more woman uh, choosing to be single parents by choice. So having children via IVF, there's a 54-year-old woman uh, who shared her motherhood journey. She said she became a single mom via IVF at 43 tried to conceive naturally with her previous partner for about two years. Uh, that relationship ended unexpectedly, but she still wanted to have kids. So she chose to go that route. It's a lot later than most people would look at at having kids. Uh, you'd also wonder, what is the conversation that you have with, with your children, right? Do, mm-hmm. you, do you upfront tell them the process in which you, you've had them or do you pretend you don't know where the father is? I think it's best to just be honest mm. because we, they're going to know. They're going to eventually find out. So just be upfront and say, hey, this is how Correct. you came into the world. Also, mommy wanted you so bad that mommy decided to take this route. Bianca, you are a proud uh, aunt of two children. Yes, I am. Tell us. <laughs> so my sister decided she wanted a child and she did not want to sit with the, the problems of a partner. So yeah. she just decided to have her own and um, she went to the IVF route. She went to a doctor in Pretoria she got pregnant with twin girls Aww. and they are just beautiful. They are the cutest little things. What was your initial reaction as a sister when your sister tells you, I want to have children, but I'm doing it this way? Initially, it was difficult for me to comprehend. But the moment that I that she made us part of the process and everything um, and we met with the doctor and everything, it just settled in and we were all so excited. We were very happy for her. Bianca, what is the process? Do you go pick a man out of a catalogue? Like, do you know what you're getting? (laughs) You're actually joking. You get a catalogue and then um, it says the guy's age and like eye colour, hair colour. No! And then we actually had, the whole family sat together and then discussed which would be the the best option. And what was the best (laughs) option, Bianca? Because I know you're happy with your results. Um, it was a, a guy that looked very similar to my sister, according to the description. Okay. So we wanted to make sure that the that the girls look exactly like their mom because she it's their only parent. Yes. Um, so we chose someone with dark hair, with um, I think green eyes, if I can remember correctly. And yes, no, just someone. And he was very smart, according to the captain. And how old are the kids now, Bianca, for me? Uh, they are now three years old. And still very a big joy in our lives. And do they ask questions? Do they ask like, who's my father? Or are they not at that stage yet? Not really, though. And they're not very phased by it either. Yeah. Um, they are surrounded by a grandfather who loves them very much. And Aww. uncles who love them. Yes. So I don't think that they're missing the role of a father either because their mom also gives them twice the love. I love it. Bianca, thank you for sharing that story with us. On the way, we'll speak to specialist gynecologist Dr. Neelan. Women are choosing to be uh, single parents going the IVF route. A lot saying, look, they've just had hard luck with love or they're just not interested in having a partner, but they feel like they have to be a parent, like they need to be a parent. I must say that those moms probably have so much capacity because as a mom who's got a dad in the picture, it's really difficult. So imagine single parenting. I, I imagine it's really tough but I guess if you don't have a choice that that's the mm. route that you, you, you go and you figure it out along the way some you know mothers become single parents not by choice exactly. even as well along the way Palissa good afternoon good afternoon guys how are you we are fantastic talk to us so well single parenting just sort of happened to me but because I'm a queer woman and my wife and I had decided we would like to start the process and we went through the IVF first where 
we were going to use her eggs and I carry. Um, that didn't work because that's normally about 38% chance or something of working. And then we went for artificial insemination. And unfortunately, she passed when our son was two and a half. Oh, no. Um, so the thing, you know, honestly, I am just glad we did go that route because mm. I've always reminded that I have a piece of her. With yes. Me, you know, our son is now 10. He's starting wow. to ask questions. Why am I the only colored in the family? Mommy, am I colored? Why don't I speak Afrikaans? You know, stuff like that. So what and was... Okay, so, uh, and I'm assuming here, uh, Palissa, that your partner was a black lady. Yes, yes. She okay. was even, uh, for a white donor. Okay, why, why that decision? Why was that the decision that you made? To be honest with you, the only reason I went with white was because of the ancestral stuff. You know, you don't ah. want child crying and they say, funny nosy and you're like, no. So wait, <laughs> but, but how do you know, Palissa, <laughs> that white people don't have noses as well? Hey, I was willing to take my chances. I've never heard. <laughs> Love it. Palisa, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We've got uh, Dr. Neelan Pillay on the line. He's a specialist, gynecologist and subspecialist in reproductive medicine. Dr. Neelan, thank you so much for speaking with us. Hi, Tando. Thank you so much for having me on your show. When couples come together and decide to go the IVF route or single mothers or single fathers decide to come to you, what, what is the process? All right, so maybe let's start breaking it down. I don't know how far you are in the show, but just to put it in simple words, IVF simply stands for in vitro fertilization. Now, the biggest subheading there is artificial reproductive therapy. So anything that we assist in the laboratory with, with couples needing to fall pregnant would sort of fall under that banner. In vitro fertilization simply means that what happens you know, you know the concept of a woman ovulating every month, mm. one egg growing, one egg ovulating. But in, in fact, that's partly true. What actually happens is many eggs grow, some will die and one will ovulate. And that process happens on a regular basis, whether you're on the pill or not, even while you are pregnant, the process of what we call apoptosis, which is programmed cell death, happens on a regular basis. So during the IVF process, what happens is we give medication, which is small injections, similar to a diabetic type of needle injection Mm -hmm. that the woman would take for about 10 to 12 days. This is to stimulate the eggs that would have otherwise, let's call it, died. Once we have the eggs at an appropriate size, which happens in about two weeks' time, we do what we call an egg retrieval. And that happens, there's no surgery. It's done under sedation. So there's a simple drip that we insert. The woman doesn't feel any pain. And I, I like to call it, or I describe it to my patients, as similar to taking blood, but uh, taking blood through the vagina. So there's no cutting involved. You can see the follicles, uh, which are the houses yes. for the eggs. They will be quite big and under ultrasound. Sure. So similarly, if you go to the uh, gynecologist, you have the ultrasound. Yeah. So we put a needle into the vagina, we suck the fluid out, we look for the eggs. Now we will have the eggs in our laboratory. Mm. So this is the artificial process stuff. Doc, it sounds like quite a process. What would something like this cost one? (laughs) You know, it all depends on... uh, There's a number of factors that add to cost. One will be the structure that you're paying for, the medication, the doctor costs, etc. I would say in South Africa, you're looking at anything, depending what you're doing, if you're testing genetics or not doing genetics, are you freezing embryos? Are you yes. freezing eggs? I would say anything between about 54 all the way to about 110. You know, there's so many different... 110,000 rands. Wow. Correct. 
Yeah. Sure. Doc, one more question. I heard that apparently um, the donors uh, or the cost of the donors are different based on race. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, no. Let me try to answer that question uh, as, as simple as I can. Uh, in, in South Africa, it is illegal to sell gay meat. So anything, you can't, you can't buy a kidney, for example. You yes. can't buy a heart. It's all illegal. And the very similar process when it comes to gametes, which are either sperm or eggs, we can't pay a donor for their eggs or pay a, a sperm donor for their sperm. But we do compensate them for their inconvenience. And this is within the South African law. And the maximum you can compensate them is 7,500 rand plus traveling expenses. So yeah. you would be compensated as a donor between seven five and maybe 10,000 if you're traveling from far. Uh, but let's say, for example, if you've got a better quality egg, we wouldn't pay you more than somebody that sure. has got less. Very stuff. interesting, yeah. this, Doc. Uh, I mean, we could talk forever. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Dr. Neelan Pillay is a specialist gynecologist and subspecialist in reproductive medicine. Here's DJ Kent. Zion, your love on 947. Driving home. Driving home. 947 Drive with Tundo. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m.